Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode entitled Moving Forward. Moving Forward. And as always, I read our promotional material to lay the foundation. Moving forward, there are so many roads to take on our journey with Jesus Christ. Sometimes we second guess where to turn or in which direction to go when we reach a fork in the road or a dead end. Have you ever asked why the detours in life? The answers are embedded in God's purpose and a plan for our lives. When we patiently wait on him for guidance and direction, will find the strength to keep pressing on with our eyes on the prize. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, and this is the New American Standard Bible, says, Brothers and sisters, I do not regard myself as having taken hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When we look back over our lives, we can see the divine interruptions, divine interventions, and the providential care of Almighty God. Well, we have in our studio today Evangelist Carolyn Johnson, and I'm going to let her tell a lot about herself as we work through this next 45-minute episode. But just for you to get an idea of how privileged and honored we are to have her in our presence, Miss Johnson delivers a right-now message with a clear call to righteous living. Her trials and joy in life have positioned her for ministry and evangelism. So with that, Carolyn, Evangelist Carolyn, welcome to Hope for Today, and I'll let you greet our listening audience. Thank you so very much for having me. I am excited to our listening audience. God bless you all for tuning in to hear what thus said the Lord today. I am forward to it, um, everything that he's given me to be able to minister it out. And if there are any questions towards the end or however it flows, I am very transparent to answer those questions that you may have. Amen. Amen. I love that word, transparent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, you are all the way from Louisiana, right? 
And uh, yes, so ma'am. thank you. This is, you're, you're two hours ahead of us. But you, I read your bio. Thank you for that beautiful bio and that beautiful picture. I read it, and your last or your closing statement was very profound. And I want to start out with that. And it said that you resolve to complete the God-ordained assignment of your life by doing the work of an evangelist and by making foolproof the ministry. Can you share a little bit more about that statement? And then we'll go into some questions so the audience can get to know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. What did you mean by that statement? It was profound and sent, sent chills through my spine when I read it. Uh, with, with that being done and being able to complete it, a, a work, um, being able to go out freely, unafraid, uninhibited, unashamed, you know, that is what, that's what my, my purpose has been, being able to reach it. I promised God a, a long time ago, whenever you give it to me, I'm going to give it. Whatever you tell me to say, I'm going to say it. And if I fall short of that, then I'm not doing exactly what he has purposed my life to do. So it, it can get a little rocky at sometimes because if an individual has that wall up, we have to know how to go in and penetrate through that wall to reach the very core of their soul. So to be able to go in and meet the people exactly where they are. So that means if I got to get out on the ground with them, I'm getting on the ground with them. If it means I got to roll around with them, rolling around them just so I can the one that he has placed in my spirit in order for me to do. So if it's reaching accordingly to how he set out, then I'm I'm on the course that he needed me to be on. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Me, reaching them, meeting them where they are. So often uh, mm-hmm. we we want them to come to us and come to where we are, but going to them says a lot. It speaks volumes. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yes, ma'am. You're so sweet. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your background, your family of origin, where you were born, etc. Tell us a little bit about who Carolyn A. Johnson was, is, and probably will get to, will become also. (laughs) I, I used to find that, thank you so much, I used, I laughed because I used to find it so very hard to talk about myself. And the one of the reasons are, well, let me go back. I am the only girl who uh, spoiled me completely rotten, let my mom tell it. She's the one that, she's the reason why I am the way that I am, but she kept me in church. So when in the house to be sweet. When we lived in Houston, then I would be at church with my with my mama. That that was that's my heart. She's no longer with us, but still carry her with. Me. Um, again, I was born in Louisiana, like Providence, Louisiana. Raised eighty five percent of my life in Detroit, some in Louisiana, and some in Texas. I have been married. I'm now divorced, you know. But but God. As a plan, <laughs> I have uh-huh. five children, two boys, three girls, and I have two grandsons and a granddaughter that didn't, um, that would have been, listen, she would have been completely rotten. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh-huh. to say, um, this journey started, you know how they say he knew you were yet in your mother's womb. And the way I get the story 
is the cord wrapped around my neck before my mom would even have me. So he tried to kind of get out of here before then, but then there was always a word. Um, and I didn't know it. I've always known I was different than everybody else, but I didn't know, did not understand how different I really, really was. I just knew that I was one that would listen to everybody and, and I would be able to talk to them and because I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what it's doing. And later on in life, and as I began to embark off into ministry, then I understood. I understood more that women were my ministry, although I minister across the board, but women were my ministry. So for 25 years, it manifested self-care university manifesting a better you. So a lot of that, the Lord said, your life is a living testimony. At that time, I did not understand what he meant by that. And I was like, oh, we Jesus. But the more I matured, not in age, but the more I matured spiritually, I understood that I threw some things in order for me to effectively minister. So that became part of my life. Even when I didn't want to do it and how oh, I cut up a up, but he was like, okay, you done done enough. Come on back here. You still have an assignment to do. Not all the time <laughs> is that always easy, however necessary. So, again, it still goes back to the point of the part of my saying, I meet people where they are. I've been there to where I wanted to be understood. I wasn't understood, and I just wanted to express myself and explain myself, and that didn't always go off right. But when I stepped back, when the Lord said, I will reveal who it blessed my soul into a way that I don't have to go around announcing, I'm evangelist this, or I'm evangelist this, or I'm licensed, and I don't have to do all of that. He, and he makes that way before I even get there. And that's the part uh-huh. that I have learned over the last few years in growing. And so, yes, uh-huh. when that's, who, that's the makeup of who Carolyn really is at this point. Um Waiting, okay. Sorry, that, well, to hear what God is saying, and then I go from there. Amen. 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 I hear uh, determination. I hear intentionality. I hear um, <laughs> obedience. I hear all sorts of things. So let's back up a little bit. Let's back up. So you spend right. time in Louisiana, Detroit, Houston. Uh, you have five yes, children, you have grandchildren, and you're the only girl in your family. What a blessing. You were positioned. God yes. positioned you. You know, we don't choose our families. He chooses them for us, right? We don't choose our siblings. We don't yes. have anything to do with that. So we have no. to go with the flow, and it sounds like you've adapted. So that is a blessing. Well, let's let's go back, though. So you, you talk a little, a lot about the Lord. I mean, that's who you are now, but to when you met Jesus and how were you introduced to him as a little girl believe it or not um my parents were quartet singers and again i've been by me being an only girl i have a brother older over me that's in ministry i have a brother under me that pastors so again i'm that middle child and i was always because i was always they took me to church and they just loved on me you know I could tell you the story that my great-grandmother would say, you want to go to BTU in the South? That's what they had, BTU. And I'd be like, I don't want to go. And she'd say, we have the cookies. i say, here I come. <laughs> what it took to draw me in, that then drew me in. But you talk about a love for Christ. Yes, I believe in giving God the best. I don't believe in giving God a sloppy second. So it had been instilled in me from a little girl. 
you know, um, I can't give you a direct age. I believe, well, we were living in Detroit when even when I was baptized um, as a little girl. I had to be three, four years old or something like that. But then later on in life, I had my daughters, and they were baptized for a redip again because I felt mm-hmm. it necessary to be that example and to lead that. Um, you're talking to someone that suffered low self-esteem for over 30 years. 30 years, mm. not three, but over 30 mm-hmm. years. So he allows me to um, just sitting quiet and, again, not always quiet. I wanted to be the life of the party. And, oh, when I wanted to cut up and act up, she was so, okay, <laughs> you done? Come on back over here. So that's how I can reach the people the way that I do. Um, yes, I, I love God. Now, don't don't get it wrong. Now, I'm human like everybody else. So I love, love, love what I do, gives me assignments to do. I, I take them on, shut down, and, again, that's preparation that I learned as a little girl in school, but then I didn't like I was like, I don't want to do this, but then in life it taught me about preparation and being ready accordingly mm-hmm. to how mm-hmm. people have me to walk. So I, this has been to me. Oh, my God, I'm 55 years old. I bless God for that age. I'm going to be 56, and it's been I had to be about three or four years old. Amen. Wow. Wow, but it sounds like there was some godly lineage that you were able to benefit from and upbringing. But tell us what BTU stands for. I'm not familiar with the term because I was born and reared up here in the Pacific Northwest. But what does BTU stand for? <laughs> Help us well, out here. If I remember correctly, and I probably gonna get scolded about this, but I believe it was the Bible training unit or Bible training. Okay. The youth, but yeah, okay. that's what it was. So we would you go to church all day, and then you turn around at nighttime, and you got to go back to BTU again. But it was Bible training. I believe I want to say Bible training union. I wanted, but I know okay. the BT is Bible training. So yeah, well that's good. You just you just. You gave us a good definition. You know, we live in a world of acronyms. You know, I know VBS is Vacation Bible School, and then there's this, that, and other. Yes. So BTU, Bible Training Unit, that sounds perfect. That sounds good. Is well, it? that is a wonderful, wonderful testimony from the time that you were a young girl up until now, even at age 55, and you're still on fire for the Lord. What a blessing. So share with us, I know that you said that, you know, you're not perfect, and we say that to qualify that even though you're hearing us now, today, we're talking with some sort of spiritual maturity, and maybe we have a few chronological years under our belt. We've not lived a perfect life, even in Christ. So share with us, what sort of major life obstacles have you overcome as, you know, as as you think about your life in Christ? What have you been able to overcome. And you mentioned that you suffered from low self-esteem for 30 years. But just just tell us, what have you overcome? What obstacle, life obstacles have you overcome? One of the life obstacles, and this is something I used to be very, very um, ashamed of saying, but then um, someone entered in my life and was like, you will not short God of his glory. At the age of 15, I was raped by a cousin. And mm-hmm. that from that raping, my old son was conceived. That okay. was the, okay. when I tell you that was 
biggest things I used to be so embarrassed about saying and you know, I was like, I was molested. I used to say it was incest, and they pulled me to the side and say, call it for what it is, and that's the only way you will take power over it. So that was one mm-hmm. of the biggest things. I was raised by my dad. My mom didn't raise me. My mom raised me until I was up like maybe eight, nine years old, and my dad raised me from that point until I moved out when I was 20 years old. Um, and so that was one of the biggest things that I was able to accomplish, and the Lord allowed me to get through, not stuck, but to get through that process. So once the okay. healing really took place, then I was able to assist and help other women and young women that had been, you know, molested throughout their life or raped throughout their life by family members. And some of these situations were, were people in the church, and I know this stuff that people don't like to talk about these days, but even with that, those were things that could have destroyed me as a teenager, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and when I say destroyed me, it could have really wiped me out, but God, I live on that stance of, but God, so it was because of God that I was able to get through that, there was a point in time I didn't love myself, and the first time somebody said, oh, she's cute, I thought that person wanted to be with me, but it wasn't that, and God said, I have better for you, so I used to walk around Mm. with my head down all the time, and all of that, and I couldn't understand why I was so different, and I cried out to God, when I was like, why am I like this, and he said, because you're worthy, so Hmm. That developed my email, a worthy woman. Yes, yes. So when I come up, there's a testimony behind it. That is legitimately the testimony of the things, so no longer to things that happened in my life because in today's society is so much of that hurt that's going on, being divorced, being in relationships that did not work, that wasn't God or sanctioned by God, but stuff that I put myself in, you know, I put myself in harm's way or, and I can't say God did it, but he protected me. Even in my mess, he still yet protected uh-huh. me and he kept me through it all. So that's, that alone, that goes back to your original statement as well. How did I get to where I am today? And it goes back to all those mishaps, those failures, you know, of thinking, you know, it, it couldn't have happened to me to me. I used to cry out and say, Lord, why me? Why me? Until I stopped and say, Lord, I thank you. It is me. That uh-huh. takes a lot of pruning. It takes a lot of pressing. It takes a lot of crying. It takes a lot, but moreover, it takes you to want to be in God's presence. And anybody, ministry can be lonely at times because there will become seasons where he will have you sit quiet just so he can finish pruning uh-huh. you just so he can finish Uh grooming you to send you on out Uh the field to do the work that needs to be done. Uh Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's a, yeah, that's a testimony there. Yeah. You know, our life, you know, the mess, you know, the message is in the mess, right? So we're able to flip it. And I like the fact that, you know, um, uh, you you were counseled or coached to say and call what it what it is what it was you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. call it rape if that's what it was you know and take power over that amen amen yeah that's the only amen. way that we can we can get a hold of those hindering 
Um, I like mm-hmm. to tell the women or whoever I minister to or counsel with, in your heart is a mantle. And on that mantle are jars and disappointment and, mis- you know, misbelief. All of those things that are negative, we place them in our hearts. So within my organization, I get to pop some lids today because we're getting rid of this mm-hmm. stuff because that's how the true healing begins. So if we don't call it out by name, linger with us. And, and we're like, why are we mm-hmm. still struggling? I done prayed, I done fast, I done cried out to God, but it's still, but, but you never denounce it out of your spirit. You never mm-hmm. out by name. That way it gave mm-hmm. it residency to stay there mm-hmm. until we mm-hmm. serve an eviction notice. That is how my life has been. That's it. That's I it. I like that eviction notice. notice. Yes, yes. And death and life is in the power of the tongue. So, you know, we have to be very careful with our words and uh, we have to, uh, you know, declare it, decree and seal our prayers and all those things. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So now that you know Christ and have been walking with him for many, many years and you have overcome some major life obstacles and the victory is in Jesus and you're claiming that victory, what changes have you made in your life to be able to continue moving forward? What changes have occurred? So we know that we're transformed, you know, the renewing of our mind, and we know that the old things have passed yes. away. We're a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away and the new has come. So that's a mm-hmm. gift. That's given to us, but we have to walk in that, right? Mm-hmm. We have to unpack it, and how does, yes, it, yes. how does that scripture apply? And so we, you know, there's things that we have to do, you know, the disciplines that we have to um, put in our life, you know. So what drastic changes have you made in your life to continue moving forward? You know what? I have to give credit where credit is due. It took my best friend to say to me, you don't owe anybody any explanation about the decisions that you make. For Uh a long time, I used to want the validation individuals. And when it didn't come, then I would just go into this depression and I would go into this self-pity. I have to be very honest and very transparent. So the changes that would take place is, you know, again, suffering from the low self-esteem. The first time somebody would say, oh, she was cute. Oh, I thought they wanted me. And it had nothing to do with that because I, at a certain point, the drastic changes that would take place is I didn't know how to love me. So in fairness, how can I love somebody else? clearly as God has prescribed us to do if I didn't know how to love me. So I had to pull back. I had to shorten that circle up. Help me, Holy Ghost. I had to shorten that circle up. I had to, and again, thanks to my best friend, I had to stop looking for expectations and validation from certain individuals. That alone has helped me to become who I am today. Amen. So um, Amen. It, 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 took, it took a lot of dying to self. Like you said, being transformed by the renewing of our minds. It had to mm-hmm. begin in my mind. So what I would do is I would ask God to place, thank you, Jesus, place my heart and mind on one accord. My God. Mm-hmm. Huh. Place mm. my accord. 
so that I can hear clearly from him and there would be no confusion as to what my instructions was or how do I reach this person. And I used to be that, that, that negative person or if I wanted a friend, let me help somebody right now. Good God from Zion. You know, it because if I wanted a friend, if it meant I had to talk about somebody else in order to gain the friendship of this person, then that's I did not know how to move forward in my own life unless I had certain individuals or certain approval from certain individuals in my life. I didn't know how to move forward. I did not. Mm-hmm. But once, mm-hmm. once God continued to deal with me one-on-one, and I would tell everybody, I've set up under good leadership, but the Lord taught me himself. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I mess up. However, I'm able to move forward in life. Yes. I'm able to move yes. forward. Amen. There's something to putting God in his rightful place and seeing him as the the big, you know, the great I am that he is. But so often we think of people and what people think of us, you know, that matters more than God being our one and only audience. There's a caller on the line that I'm going to invite to join us in case they want to ask you a question or make any sort of comment. Hey, welcome to Hope for Today. Hello. Hello? Okay. Maybe there. Hello? Welcome to Hope for Today. Okay. Well, okay. it doesn't... Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll let them listen. They're probably listening. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, okay. that answer. So now, now I want to ask you, I know how you're serving others in your life now. You've been able to um, make comments and, and allude to certain things. And I know that you just recently had a, a major event. Um, was it in Tennessee where you were? I was in Kentucky. Kentucky. I was in Kentucky. Tell us. Yes, ma'am. Okay, t- Tell us how you're serving others and and talk a little bit more about the women to whom you minister to. And um, I know that you've got a self-care university, manifesting a better you. Just kind of share a little bit about where God has you serving today in your life, in your walk, in this season of your life. (laughs) I know that's a big, big question. I'm going to try to address all of it. Um, women that I serve is whoever God gives me. Um, when I went okay. to Kentucky, how I met, um, it's a group that I'm involved with, um, crafting with us on Facebook. I think it's, it's something like that. There was a wonderful lady by the name of Angela, and she made a lamp. My favorite color is green. It represents life. So I'm trying to see if I can. It, it's going to answer your question. So she had the lamp. I said I want it, and that's how we met. Oh, my God. And he hmm. said, I'm gonna, I want to pop up top. I wish you were here. And I said, when is it? And I'll be there. She said, I can't afford to pay. I said, take that out the atmosphere. Take it. You know how God is going to bless. Well, let me speed this story up a little bit. So uh, out of obedience, I went. The Lord said, bless 10 ladies. I was like, what, Jesus? What? Now, I'm not working. I have not worked since the end of February. But when you move, when God says to move, he will take care of you. So me and my daughter went, mm. and it was a blessing. And the remarks that I've gotten back and the feedback is the ladies are saying, you know what, 
the gifts were good, but it was the words that you spoke over our lives that we needed to hear the most. And that's where the blessing mm. came from, from there. So um, I minister to women in all walks of life, whether they've been physically abused, mentally, verbally, um, no matter what the background life is, there's never any judging. I, I'm not one to judge. And then I tell them we don't do male bash, and I, I'm not doing that. So one of the main things that I do when ministering like that is I will tell them to, um, hey, we have to first admit that there is a problem. When we admit that there is a uh-huh. problem, then we have to hold ourselves accountable so that we can take responsibility of what took place in our own lives. So everything is not everybody else's fault. So I minister to these women that are broken, and, I mean, some of them have stuff that has went back for years, and, and I mean for years, and that's where we come to popping those lids and helping them to get where they need to be. So that's what I do, and that's who I serve. And it's not just women, but it's men, but women are my ministry, because if I have to deliver a word across the pulpit, of course I'm ministering to everybody, but women is my ministry. So a lot of them are, um, again, broken. Um, I have more God children than I, I wanted because <laughs> I say, Lord, mm-hmm. I don't want no more. <laughs> he keeps giving me more. I think my oldest one is like 45, to be honest with you. <laughs> but but God, I'm always, I'm always, I'm like, I don't want to do this, Jesus. And you can tell God what you don't want to do and watch him show you what he wants you to do. Um, my That's father right. once said out of a conversation we were having, we always want to say, Lord, do this, Lord, do that. But we never say, Lord, what would you have me to do? In fear of, mm. he just might tell us to go and be a blessing mm-hmm. to that person that we said we didn't like. So those are the, and not only am I ministering to them, but I'm literally loving on them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. take anyone's credit. My brother preached a message many years ago that love is a verb, it's an action word. So um, mm-hmm. Even in the body of self-care, I love on those women. You know, um, however God tells me to love on them, I love on them. And when I say I love on them, they are blessed. <laughs> but it's the reason of hearing them smile again, hearing them saying, hey, I surrendered all. I just gave it over to God. Or, hey, I felt the shifting and the moving in my life. Thank you, Lord. The shifting and moving in my life. That is the only validation that I seek after now is to know that what I'm doing pleases God. Mm. So hopefully mm. that kind of got to all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's I know that was a that was a a, a big huge question, and uh, I think you did okay. very well in answering it. Amen, amen. So. The so so you have a couple of books that you published and I love the titles Treasure Chest of Love and uh, and then the Self Care University Manifesting a Better You being able to relate to the women exactly where they are is a huge step is a huge step and then loving them so much to move them on is even bigger. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about your um, ministry and your books. Um, the books are, well, the first one is A Treasure Test of Love. So what I would, it's a book of inspiration. Both books are a book of inspiration. And then Self-Care University Manifesting a Better You is a journal for you to empty out into those pages and allow to fill you back up as you empty out. Treasure Test of Love, the very first one, which all can be purchased on Amazon if you want to sign copy from me and call in and then 
I'll get your address, find it, and tell you the price of each book. Um, the, there are inspirations. There are bitches' words of inspiration. They speak like I'm talking to you right now. They, it, it's no big deep by those in there. It's everyday English where we can understand. I, I need to be written that way. Trace of Love, A Journey Told has part of my story in it. So it's um it's blessing the way that for it to do. Um, the last one took quite a bit to get out. However, God still so he he made it happen. I had Amazon and never uh, never let you sell that book, and I bet so you can't say what God won't do. And this is again mm-hmm. where the book comes in and encouraging knowing and knowing how to clearly hear. From God, and sometimes that can be confusing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when we seek Him first, and we keep Him, keep our mind stayed on Him, and again, that's kind of hard to do too. So those are distractions. All of that information is in those books on how to get through that. But it was more overcreated to let women and men know you are not alone. You didn't go through what you went through, and you're the only one. So a lot of times, and I'm going to hurry this up, a lot of times people say, God will deliver you, God will do this, and God will do this. They never will say what it is they've been through in order to get to where they are right now. That's what those books do. They come to encourage you to stand bold for Christ. So that's what they do. They're books of encouragement. And then it's a journal. Amen. And then your website, uh, Carolyn's Exquisite Treasures, your blogs are just absolutely wonderful. How much longer? It's my turn. It's true. He found me, exclamation mark, wanting the same. I finally let go. I mean, I belong to God. Those titles in and of themselves are catching because they're going to resonate with anyone who's scrolling through your blog page, right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely inspiring, very inspiring. So you you sound busy and you sound like you're in the prime of your life, you're positioned to do what God is calling you to do. Your purpose and your intent is to make sure that uh, you represent him well. Uh, I can go on and on and on. It's just, you're just so encouraging Tell me you. where you think God is calling or asking you to go, and what steps are you going to go? What steps are you going to take to get there? <clears throat> now that that's a powerful question, and the answer that I have for that is I'm waiting. Um, and what I mean by I'm waiting, I'm readying myself. Once I came back from Kentucky. I had to sit in his presence for two days because of the virtue that was given out. Well, one of the things is I know that there is another assignment coming up. I know this is one of them, an assignment that he has for me. I knew that this was one. Um, I'm not for sure where the next one is coming from, but I have to be prepared. So when he tells me I have to sit in his presence, I sit in his presence. And there are days when I tell you me in that living room and that TV just we have at it until when you pour out so much, he will empty you. I mean, he will refill you. I'm not so sure what the next assignment is. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting Uh to see which area do I go in. Like I said, I knew that this was an assignment. I'm excited. So wherever he's sending me, I'm willing to go. And a lot of times 
we in ministry would say, Lord, send me, I'll go, and then we fuss and gripe about it. I'm not fussing and I'm not griping because he's shown himself mightily that if I tell you to go, I've already made provisions for you to get there. And that's, that's right. That's he's made provisions. So that, yeah, he'll make provisions. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on now, and then there's one more book to come out. So I was like, really, Jesus, this what you're going to do? He did this one yet, ebonically speaking. I ain't did this one, finished this one yet, but, but he's giving me one more. So out of obedience, I'm like, really, Lord God? So, yeah, I have one more. And, and it's a series of a treasure test of love. Um, this one will be dealing with hurt. And so, yeah, it'll be out, and I'll keep you posted as of the win because I haven't sat down because that means I have to go into my own vault again and unlock some more stuff that's still, that, that residue, those remnants that are left so, so that it can bless some people. But right now he has me verbally telling them. But mm-hmm. it does have to go into black and white print. So that will be coming up soon. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know, when we talked uh, last week, I, I you – Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yes. I just wanted to chime in uh, regarding uh, Evangelist Carol. She has been such an inspiration in my life. With our joint self care university, they've helped me come from a a deep place. They were able oh. to do Carol to encourage me to step up and step out, to come out of myself and to come out to the person that God had meant for me to be. It took me from an area of grief, over 16 years of grief, and a loss of two sons I lost um, to death six months apart. One was sick, one was murdered. And I had dealt with that 16 years, and through Evangelist Carroll and Self-Care University, they brought me out and brought me to another wow. place. The giving that she's done, the gift giving, the love that she spread, the helping those that she helped so much out of herself and out of her own means when she didn't even have it, just to bless somebody else. She has truly, truly been an inspiration in my life and in my family's life. And truly, truly, Amen. you're talking about a woman. And a woman's care and concern and kindness, that's Evangelist Care. Amen. We love her. Amen. Thank you for that testimony. You know, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Some versions say, let the redeemer of the Lord tell their story. So that was just, that was just timely and just from Detroit. I'm calling in from Detroit. And I just tell you, I love her. I love her. I don't know sometimes we would do without her. I love her. Oh, what Thank a blessing. You. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Thank you for that. Well, and she has blessed me today, too, and uh, I'm, I'm prayerfully so, and I, I trust and know that God has already prepared the ears to hear what you've shared already. But I want to ask you, are there any words of encouragement that you would offer to our listening audience today or maybe even a go-to, your favorite go-to scripture? And I'm sure you know the whole Bible and you're, there's a lot of favorite go-to scriptures, but just something <laughs> something to share with our listening audience as a takeaway and a, a golden nugget that they can tuck away in their heart. What, what would you say to that? Um, one of the golden nuggets, and then I will 
active with my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures. Well, the books that are my favorite are Ruth and Esther. Those are my favorite by far. Um, if anything, close off to self. I'm trying mm. to get through this part because Phyllis has messed me up. Um, close off to self and let God speak to you. Mm. A lot of times we get so angry. <laughs> And we really do, and, and we feel it's justifiable anger. But we get so angry, and we lose out on loving who it is we really need to love on. And mm-hmm. because we, we hold grudges or we don't like someone because someone else didn't like them. Well, a nugget that I would freely, freely drop out there is get to know the person for yourself. Mm-hmm. Love on who God places in your heart to love. But most importantly, love yourself first. And when you love yourself, well, love God, then love yourself. You know, always keep him at the forefront. Even when it looks bleak, keep him there. He is faithful and just to be right where we mm-hmm. need him to be. So that would be a nugget that sit in his presence. And, you know, and it, that requires sometimes being quiet. And just listen. Uh-huh. And if he don't speak right then, be quiet some more and listen some uh-huh. more. So one of my favorite scriptures that I did write down to drop out there was in Second Corinthians ten three through five. You know, so if they uh-huh. get that and they walk out there fourth fourth row, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons uh-huh. of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it mm. into captivity. Sometimes that's our thought pattern. We can yeah. get so far ahead of ourselves that we do more self-sabotaging than anything and anybody else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. keeping our so mind stayed on God. Getting in his presence and being quiet. And then get this, check your circle. (laughs) Okay. I hear that one in the atmosphere. Check your circle because everybody can say that say God ain't God. Everybody that say Mm -hmm. I got you don't always have you. So I bless God for that circle that he has allowed me to have. So even though I know a lot of people, a lot of people don't really know me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I bless God for. That I'm to that point, like I said, and my best friend is listening. So I bless God for her for teaching me that I didn't mm-hmm. need the validation. So we have to always know God can use who He wants to use. So you have to have that open mind. That's why it's so very important to check your circle. He will send you who He wants in your life. But if we're not in commune with Him, we'll miss it every time. It's right there. Stick your hand out, reach for it, and grab it, and it's right there. And pull down those strongholds. It's really what they are. They're strongholds, but we can get them up off of us. Mm -hmm. That would be my nuggets for today. And then I'm grateful that you had me on. I'm so appreciative and eternally, eternally grateful. I am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the golden nuggets that I've heard, one of the things that stood out for me is how often you – 
spoke um, about responding to what God was asking you to do or calling or showing you or telling you. And the key there is knowing his voice. Got to know his voice. Mm. And so mm-hmm. you got you to gotta be able to sit, sit and be still. You know, be still and know that I am God, or some versions say cease striving and know that I am God. You know, when we get into ministry, we're so willing and ready to do, 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 that we forget that we have to sit and be replenished and filled up so that we can continue to pour into the lives of others. So you are a remarkable woman, a remarkable evangelist. Daughter of God, sister in Christ, I can go on and on and on. I'm just so delighted. And then the caller, thank you for joining us today on Hope for Today. And your comments were uh, just a blessing. Is there anything that either of you wants to say before we close out? We have a few seconds here. I I, I love Phil. Phil, I've been in their life for over over 20 years. (laughs) So, again, keep growing. Keep pushing. Self care is coming back. It's been on rest, but it's time now. So, um, yes. And again, thank you so very much for the invite. I am grateful. I'm honored, and I am. I'm grateful, and I'm thankful very you much. Are, you are so very, very welcome. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close out today. And in conclusion. May God bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. God bless you. Carolyn, you'll be hearing from me again soon, my dear. All righty. Thank you, hon. I'm going to call away if you need me. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye.